I, I, not, not like a section. One time while jerking off, like I was like, I just can't finish. What the hell? And I was like, I had to convince myself, like midway for the like jerking off, like I was like, oh, by the way, my girlfriend died. <laughs> <laughs> this is totally fine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I still couldn't finish because I was just reached racked with guilt. <laughs> great, straight up great. <laughs> yeah, I killed her. What's up, podcast? Welcome back, friends, to another week of brief interviews with hideous men. Uh, we got a, we got a, we got a pretty good one, a pretty, pretty, really good podcast this week. Um, we talk with uh, the always uh, ludicrous uh, Nicholas Marrow uh, about um, a truly horrifying thing in his past that has perhaps led to him being the the, the broken human being. Uh, uh, that he that he currently is, uh, but but before that we we have a uh, I also think like a, like a, a quite an interesting uh, conversation about about some of the some of the nuts and bolts of of, of comedy and and, and com- it's like studying comedy and, and like coming up um, and, and sort of learning how to be a comedian and the, the introductory phase of that. Um, but man, like the the story with Nick is the last thing on the podcast. Definitely uh, listen to it. If, even if you if you don't listen to the earlier part, that's fine. Do not cheat yourself. Uh, from the uh, the the tale of of, of woe uh, and 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 horror, uh, just just Cthulhuian horror that that was Nick Marrow's uh, early life. It's 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 well, it's well, it's a it's it's an issue. It's it's a problem uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, guys, th- thanks for tuning in. Um, uh, if uh, thank welcome to our listeners uh, that are elsewhere in the world other than uh, than Perth, Australia, uh, and uh, welcome to what I hope, what I assume is the majority of listeners, which are people in the future, because this is not a very highly listened to podcast so we appreciate everyone that, that tunes in um if you are in perth uh please uh come down to our monday night room at the flying scotsman uh infinite jest our, our flagship show uh and if you're in Fremantle or if you want to go to Fremantle, uh we now uh have started doing a uh like a monthly pro night um in Fremantle on a sunday uh the next show is november 6th at the at victoria hall comedy at the fly trap Ball lineup, bunch of touring comedians, and a couple of the best of of the purse scene. Uh, tickets are twelve dollar pre sale. Go to the Infinite Jest website www.infinitejest.com.au. Did you are you guys aware that you got to type www before you go to the website? Are you aware of that? Uh, put http uh, backslash backslash or forward slash forward slash uh, colon and then www and then dot uh, and then yeah the rest of the web- website address. Um, Anyway, uh, guys, here's here is the podcast. Uh, this is what episode is this one? Is this episode ten? Episode ten, maybe. Oh, I bet I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna find out. No, it's episode nine. Episode nine. Um, episode nine. Comedy and the edge. Have fun.
して。He's like, you should wash. You should wash it every day. All right, two two things. First of all, that's not a bad thing to to wash it every day. No, it is. No, 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 no. I think if we know anything about you, Rory, is that washing every day is not a strong suit. You can't really take the high road on washing. I wash twice every day. Yeah. You shouldn't and do yet that. You still, you still have worms. That's why I'm yeah, I, I'm sorry. I don't wash my insides. And also, that was once. Like, no, I'm actually not. Sorry, my, my lawyers told me I can't bring this up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but well, your you, lawyer's you, Nick. You we, don't can't. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take right. his you're, legal you're telling me, yeah, He told me to bring it up on the Dick, podcast. Worry, I didn't trust stop him. talking to me. <laughs> you're telling me you don't use colonic irrigation? What, what's wrong with you? I use a bidet, but that's not really much, is it? Uh, anyway, so, and also, second thing, he's right. Your hair did look great today. You look different. Oh, God. It was very silky. It was I, covered. I think I, start, I started using a new shampoo. That's the prettiest I've ever seen you. Oh my, stop it. But what is that stop out of it, 10? guys. No, wait. <laughs> what it, let, yeah, what, what is that want? out of 10? <laughs> the prettiest you've ever seen, Tor. <laughs> out yeah, of 10? To who? It's like not how? relevant. It's not relevant. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. He's taking the fifth. You guys are making He's taking the fifth, which is also what he ranked you. You know what? I have a ranking. Uh, I give her out of 10 a 20. <laughs> That, no. By the way, I, was, well, I will say in editing the last podcast, you did that joke. Yeah. It does not work for a podcast. No, <laughs> no it, one can see you move the mic yeah, away from yeah, your yeah, face and make in, no sound. It doesn't work in person as well. I only do it because Toy used to do it like ages ago. I, I, know. To, I, I have this weird thing where I bring up everyone's old jokes because I remember them. Because, uh, you know, I'm one of the uh, old... One of the old dogs of comedy here. You know, I've been in that crowd for so long. And He's been in that crowd for a really long time. Yeah, He really know. has, yeah. I from remember. the very early days of Jess. Yeah. Like, Roy was in the yeah. front. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like literally, like literally in, in the, the crowd. crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But yeah, you used to sit in the front row all the time, and uh, it just became a regular thing that people would make fun of your hair. Mm. Yeah. I was um, the yeah. D of the well, D's become me. Sorry, D. Can I? Um, can I stop this? Can I? And can I ask that? Can we take that question around? Like, when did you start watching comedy? Because you started a long time ago. Hey, Sonny, like you started. Oh yeah, you started before I started. Then you went away and came back. Yeah, yeah but I like did it for like I only did like a total of five spots. When was in the that? Space what year? Of, like, yeah, 2011, 2012. So what I'm curious about, because you've got like a real particular style, right? Where you do like these long absurd, absurdist things. Did you do that same thing in those first five gigs? Or was no, that I a very think different style? Before then, I tried to be like more sort of conventional and like... Like sort of more set up punch. Yeah, more like... Uh, I just talked about... I think I just sort of like looked at what other comedians were doing and I just tried to like replicate that, but... So you were mimicking like Jeff Foxworthy? Not him in particular, but yeah, I guess so. But yeah, I just didn't really get into it. I think the last gig I did before I stopped was bloody um, cheeky... The Cheeky Sparrow, like Gerard Moroni's room. That Cheeky was my Sparrow. first gig. Do you know, I was um, the third the third co-owner in that room. Me, yeah. Nesh, and Gerard Moroni. You've had a really storied history of uh, comedy ownership in Perth Comedy. <laughs> just everything that never made any money and yeah. is just constantly dying. I did that room. I was like, nah, I'm not going to do comedy again. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit. And, and yeah, and I saw you when you came back and you really held to that promise for a while. We. Yeah. We. <laughs> no, I remember when you, when you came back because none of us knew you. Like we didn't, we didn't know you from like the old time you'd, yeah. you'd been there. Like a couple and of guys knew me like Conway 
and Corey White sort of recognised, but everyone else was sort of like new to me. Yeah, but there was like a good like few months after you started when I remember like all of us were just like, oh, this guy's never going to be funny. And I yeah. remember the first time you were like genuinely like really funny. It was at actually at Jest. Yeah, yeah. And like all the comics were just like, what? What? Sonny Yang has got who, this guy's funny now. Like we're gonna have to start like having conversations with him and shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it was no, it was actually a really exciting thing. It's always, I think it's really exciting because it takes a while for people like often to click into like who they are supposed yeah, to be maybe yeah. on stage and it's a really exciting thing to see that transformation yeah. live you know do you uh, think you're still trying to doing that though like oh i think we're all growing yeah sure. it's like what i did in that first spot of jest is completely not yeah it's not really i go through like different phases of like like style and quality admittedly no but, but no um, i think we all do but like yeah, i think yeah. that first time you sort of start being funny on stage Mm. Like, which is not necessarily at, right at the beginning. And it's, I think it's a different amount of time for a different amount of people, you know? Like, I feel like my whole first year, like, at the end of my first year, I threw away everything. And I just started again where I was like, I've been on the wrong track this whole time. Yeah, and it was yeah. after my first year that I, was, I got to a point where I was like, okay, this was funny. And then it took me another long period of time where I was kind of, like, just on a plateau uh, until I started getting better again. And, like, now I feel like I'm on more of a steady increase. But, like, I think... I mean, obviously, we all grow. But, like... So, Nick, you've been around Perth Comedy for 400 years. <laughs> so, wh- how long ago did you first start coming to things? Like, did you start coming to comedy first before you before you did it? Or you just started doing comedy? Bef- no, I started doing it. The yeah. first time I did comedy was in, I think, late... It was Raw... To, uh, it was... Um, it was in Raw. Um, and I think it was in 2010 or 11. So, 2011... So five years mm-hmm. um, plus. So I saw. And how were you at the beginning? Were you like funny straight away? Because some people are. No, uh, first set I did it raw. It was I got laughs, and it was just because it was a generous crowd, and um, you know it was it was on because I was on later on the night as well, so they were all warmed up and it was okay. Right. Do you remember who your MC was? No. Okay. But I remember who got me into um, who I was friends with Xavier Suzai. Oh yeah, Xavier. Yeah. Yeah. He's blocked me. Yeah. Yeah, so him and I used to be friends. Like, um, we used to be close. And he, I saw him get into comedy. And I saw that, and I started watching him a few times. And he did really well, really quickly. Like, he rose yeah, for sure. He in his first year, I think he won Raw. Did like entered Raw, won it, or something like that, or um, or got in the finals, or and then he won the next year. He won and won Green Faces, so he did pretty well. So I watched him a few times, and then I started doing. So first uh, Raw was great. Then the second raw, uh, second gig I did was at Jess. Uh, not Jess. It was at um, Shapiro's. And I remember... Nick, this story is getting a little bit uh, fuzzy here. Are you sure you're telling the truth? <laughs> I'm trying to relive this memory. So I, I went on stage at Shapiro's and I did this bit. And it was like... Um, uh, what was the name? That, what was the name Jessica Watson that sailed around the world at 16? I have no idea. Didn't her bo- did her boat crash or did she get around? No, I think... Down? Yeah, I think it crashed. It was like, whatever, Je- Jessica Watson. And I go, Jessica Watson sailed around the world at 16. At 16, I was, um, I first discovered how to masturbate, right? And the crowd just goes silent at, um, <laughs> no one says anything. <laughs> kind of like, what just happened after you said that? Yeah, right? Uh, and this was at Shapiro's, and I was like, what the fuck, right? And then I like, um, and then someone yells out, slow learner. 
And then everyone bursts into laughter. Like the room just goes from nothing to fucking laughter everywhere. And I felt so like they were making, they were laughing at me. So then I like tried to turn around to leave. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, you know what? That guy got a great laugh. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. He's already defeated me. It's not going to get any better. Yeah. Yeah. So I go to leave, turn around to open the door. And then everyone just goes, oh, like this. They're feeling sorry for me. (laughs) So then I go, maybe they want me to stay. Maybe they do love me. So I turn around and go, okay, guys. And then they went, oh. (laughs) And then I just froze. It goes, I'm too scared. And I just go off stage. So I was on stage for about 10 seconds. I think this is the second time I did um, comedy. Or second or third time. So. Wait, wait. You opened with that joke and then you left. I left. <laughs> Shapiro's. That's really I just I walked off. Like into a set or something. No. That was the first joke I did. It bombed. I walked off back off stage and I just give the mic back to the MC and Michael Connell was the MC. So I give it back to him and he just has to go back on stage 10 seconds later and go, what the fuck was that? You know, they always say, leave on a high note. Yep, that's what they say. Yeah, <laughs> that is what they say. And also, I, also, I want to bring up like that reminds me of my second time doing comedy, which is at uh, Infinite Jest after dark. The, Ooh. <laughs> the uh the long the the room for Infinite Jest people who just want to be not, fucked, not good at comedy, you know. <laughs> and uh, I bombs like very hard. I was like, I'm getting off stage, and someone from the back of the room yells out. <laughs> and, starts, and then that was your Nick Marrow impression. Uh, no, it was my you impression. Uh, oh. it was my <laughs> <laughs> and then you get, then you started making everyone chant, "Rory, Rory, Rory." I remember back that. On stage. Me? Yep. Yeah, you did. Ooh, you I led the drunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah probably. Were. And uh, let me tell you, it's the most embarrassing memory of comedy I've ever had. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Nothing is worse than being like cheered back on stage, and you're like, "Look, it's fine." I'm so, can care. I ask you, was that more or less embarrassing than the next act being your protege, Kane Coelho, who then crushed it on his own merit? Uh, that Kane wasn't there that night. No, All right. no. Well, uh, that was first different. Night, I also did I, very well. I just so. need to say, I'm a terrible person. Oh yeah. Oh, but that, I, I mean, that's just most embarrassing comedy moment or like moment in life. A comedy moment. I've had a lot of embarrassing moments. Like this one time on a podcast, I told everyone <laughs> I had one. <laughs> funny, and uh, I'm still getting messages today. You know, someone commented on like someone commented on that fucking picture of like you and Glenn and all that stuff about like oh careful about the worms. And I wasn't <laughs> in the photo. And I think the guy mistook Glenn for me. Because, like, oh, I've talked man. about how fucking shitty my eating is and all this stuff. And he's like, oh, well, that's him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it must be Glenn. Fucking out of a police lineup, he points him out like, that's him. That's the guy. The guy with the big beard and the guy that... Clearly he looks better. like he has worms. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, just for our listeners in the future, it's the emaciated man-child. With the big hair. I reckon the good-looking one is a good way to say it, you know? Mm. So anyway, so Nick... He's wh- got a lot of hair. How long do you think <laughs> it... <laughs> so Nick, how long do you think it took you to, like, get comfortable on stage or, or like, find something real funny? Because obviously, in that case, it was an audience member who was funny. Yeah. Uh, when when do you think was your first time where you were like, oh, this is actually a good bit or whatever? All right, until I hit a bit that I could repeat... Um, probably maybe six months of yep. solid work. And that's only a bit that wouldn't work all the time. It worked 50-50. But even then, yeah, that's six months in. A 50-50 bit, that's good. I remember the first time I saw Nick, I thought he was hilarious. Oh. Nick sometimes is really great. Like, he's real special. About, you know? 
a dick, what a dick looked like, and you yeah. were shoving your shoulders down and sticking your head out, going meh. <laughs> 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 like, I, have, I have a penis. Like it was just the, the funny, and yeah, it was just hilarious. Was really and so, really tall. When do you think you'll get funny? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look. I feel like we need to address the issue that Rory has just confronted me uh, uh-huh. quite harshly. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I feel like such a dickhead now. And I'm like, whoa, that's the first time I've ever been that confronted by my heckling. Like, I thought, this is fucking, who gives a shit? This is what I was thinking. No, yeah, Which, everybody who's on stage cares. Yeah. <laughs> when Rory was saying that story and, t- and Tor, like, clapped him on to get the crowd back on, um, and to get you back on stage, I thought that story was going to end. And that's the happiest day of my <laughs> life. I can't no. believe she did that for me. She's so great. You didn't no. quit. You're still doing it. I stopped for like six months. He legitimately oh, did. Yeah. <laughs> he straight up stopped for six months. And Glenn and I, who are like friends with Rory already, we had to like uh, every couple of weeks be like, dude, come back to comedy, please. Come back, come back. It took six months of that for him to come back. I think I even... You drove him out of comedy. That's not true. That's not true. We had to beg him back on stage. That's not true. I just didn't do comedy because I was scared. (laughs) (laughs) Of of tour. Exactly. (laughs) He was scared of things like tour. I was terrified of you for like a very long time. in the world than being scared of a person and what a bunch of people are going to think when you're on stage anyway. Yeah, I mean, obviously you have to get over that to be... Like, sorry. I'm sorry. I am... I am deeply sorry. Like that was not my intention. Oh no! If all. anyone else did it, it would be the exact same. The, what, I'm, what I'm getting at is being cheered back on stage after like bombing isn't a good feeling. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like like, like this is not genuine. Bombed, though I don't think you were bombing. I, oh no, yeah, he I, was. I, um, well, I don't think first of all, Jason, you couldn't even remember the right night, and that, <laughs> the night that you did remember, I did good, and everyone in the crowd was Kane's friend, and they all told him, "Oh, that Rory guy's pretty good." That's not their voice, but they'll never listen to this. Fuck you guys. You know why that wasn't their voice? Is because that's not what anyone said. Uh, they told me personally. We've met before. <laughs> I just don't remember their okay. names or voices. All right, look, mm? I wouldn't have done that if I thought you were shit. There's, I, I would, well, Tor I, really can't let go of this. No, I can't. I'm, it's I fine, feel- man. You've heckled everybody in <laughs> Perth. Okay, maybe, but, <laughs> but but I think in that I think I wouldn't cheer you back on stage if I thought you were doing a bad job. Oh, I did a bad job. Uh, I went, uh, blah, 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 blah. you know what? I'm not doing pretty good. And I walked <laughs> off stage, and that was that was it. I was so, encouraging you to do more. Like the, you were there to do it, you should be doing it. Well, so I when you went much. back on stage, Oof. yeah, did you just bomb again hard? Uh, well, Sam Cribb, my girlfriend, and I think Nicole Henriksen, she made fun of me before my set. Uh, she called me very white. I was in the crowd during her after dark set. Anyway, uh, I'm calling them sets. They're really just children's playthings. Anyway, uh, and not much really happened, you know. After dark, it's just a bunch of comedians sitting down. Okay, but no, after you went on stage, you bombed again for how long? For five minutes? Oh, I don't think it was that long. I okay, think it was a couple like, of minutes. I think you came back on for like 45 seconds or something, right? Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm going to do some crowd work. And then I tried doing some crowd work. And then I realized I can't do crowd work to Sam Crib. <laughs> like, I'm just. <laughs> okay. I was like, oh, you've been in the plane before, Sam? Yep. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty funny. No, no. Well, you know what? It didn't go over well. It wasn't my best. I'll try it again later on. Uh, my next set, I'll ask them if they've been on the plane before. And uh, hopefully. Uh, well, Sam's gone now, so you know it's going to be new to them. Yeah. So now we know for sure that he has been on a plane. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> the last time. Oh, oh <laughs> tough <9/11>. talk. <laughs> yeah. It's not even nine eleven anymore. I mean, it's close enough. Well, you know, close but 
no cigars. Okay, so so Nick, uh, that I think what you did, I think what you did by um, uh, like getting off stage when they laughed. I mean, you went back, you went to think about it, and then you turned around. That's awesome. I think that's the right move. Yeah, yeah. I felt, and then I went home. What would you have done if the audience had cheered Nick, 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 Nick? Would you have felt good or bad? I would have felt bad because I go, you guys. I knew I was about to disappoint them. You see, Tor. Yeah. You see what you did? <laughs> they were okay. Well, I just, I, I just, over. Yeah. if I'm, if I'm I'll bombing, I'll do it again. But I was saying, <laughs> I'm point, doing it <laughs> as my encouragement. My point isn't that Tor is wrong. My point is that like all those like Hollywood high school movies are complete bullshit. When it's like, oh, let's chant the weird kid back on stage, <laughs> and then he gets up, and then Napoleon Dynamite does the whole dance, and everyone claps. <laughs> Instead, Napoleon Dynamite like kind of half heartedly does the dance. He's like, well, I've already given it a try, haven't I? But you never know. It could be that situation. Maybe I'm just no, waiting for someone to rise above. I've got, okay. I've got an experience in that situation. I know what it's like. <laughs> I rose. I would have killed for that opportunity. Well, Sorry. I guess I've just got a, a different perspective. Well, okay? next time. A better perspective. Mine, yeah. A comedian's perspective. <laughs> well, uh, next time you're bombing on stage, I'll start movie? chanting for you, Tor. Huh? What? Next time you bomb on stage, I'll start chanting Please for you. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, welcome to the podcast, Manfred Yon. Um, hey, Manfred. Um, uh, we're just talking about like uh, when you first started comedy. Yeah. Um, what was it like to say the first experience, but also like how long did it take you to get to a point where you were like, oh, that's pretty good. Like when was the first time you were on stage after you started where you were like, oh, that's pretty funny. Like, I, I think I might be able to do this. I was, it was pretty much the first time. Yeah. I <laughs> fucking knew this was going to be the answer as well. So, no, some of it was atrocious. But, you know, it was, it was funny straight away. <laughs> that, that so you never, like, you never bombed and then everyone chanted your name and you came back to stage? Well, I bombed really hard. I thought we were going to stop talking name. about that. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, I'm going to catch Manfred up. <laughs> no, 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 no. He'll just have to listen to the podcast. All right. You, all right well, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, so that's what Tor did to Rory anyway. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Rory bombed and then Tor let I it let a chant to get him back on yeah. stage and then he came back and just <laughs> bombed for a while longer. I just want to say for any li- quick comedy. I just want to say for any listeners out there who might be thinking of uh, pursuing stand up, if you're bombing, you should just do what I do and just not leave the stage. <laughs> uh, just stay just stay on. Just even past your set. I've definitely bombed. <laughs> Now the first time, the first for a while, it was definitely a bit much more inconsistent. Like it was either funny or it wasn't funny. And then for a while, a long while, and I can still be in the stage. It was either funny or, yeah, we'll go along with it. Right. And, but for a while, it was either we'll go along with it, and you never really getting the hard laughs. I think that's a hard trough to get out of. And a lot of comedians don't. (laughs) They just I'll accept. Okay. Yeah, for sure. There Do are like okay. comedy specials yeah. on Netflix, which Absolutely, is just like, yeah, yeah, pretty consistent, but yeah. like, yeah, nothing really great. Yeah. What are you going to do? But yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> there's a, you have a really interesting, I think, a really interesting mm. sort of start in comedy in that you didn't repeat a joke for three years. That's right. Yeah. From the moment you started, you had new jokes every time for three years. Yeah. Uh, and then you had to be taken aside, right? Yes. And someone had to be like, listen, you need to start repeating some jokes that are good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because we're not paying you for this. <laughs> and no one ever will. <laughs> also, you're not, you're not that interesting. You don't have that much stuff to say. <laughs> Just stick to what you know. Which is, The Simpsons is funny. 
That's my main point. <laughs> That's pretty um, good. Yeah, no, I mean, the first time I performed wildly, wildly inconsistent, some stuff, like stuff that a few gigs later I don't even really recognise of what I possibly thought was funny, which is a pretty low bar. I think at the very least when you're going on stage, you should have... An I th- idea of... I, I think this is at least half funny, right. not... I don't recognise this as a, as a sentence. That so wait, even before you would get on stage, you'd be like, I don't know what's funny about this, or no, in retrospect? to be fair, but like a couple of days later, I'm looking at it like, why did I... Yeah. Yeah, so, I, often so, get, I often get that looking at material that I've written, where like, I'll go back, <laughs> I'll go back to a couple of days later, like before I performed, I'll yeah. go back to a couple of days later and be like, I don't even understand what the joke is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I've got a joke I wrote recently that I, I, I'm trying to nut out. Not even like, that's not very funny, I've heard that joke before. What, where the joke is. So okay. I'll, I'll tell you who it is. All right. So you see snails and they leave a trail behind, right? Do you think that's so they can find their way back? Oh, actually, I just figured out what the joke is. Oh, great. <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to get a good joke. So now. they can figure their way back home. I'm guessing that's because they've got a shell on their back. Now I think about it. But I wrote that like at three in the morning and I have no memory of it. And I thought, what do they mean to find their way home? What does that fucking mean? It's the Hansel and Gretel thing? But I think I figured it out. I think yeah. I'm trying to say in a shitty way. They've got their home on their back. <laughs> so why speak, do they need a speak trail? Speak three in the morning. Like, lately. Like, I've been, the on- <laughs> That's a great segue. The only times I've been writing, like, recently, have been, like, really, like, late in the night or, like, really early in the morning, like, when I'm, like, sleep-deprived. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I, think I, think you, I think you like start to connect like weird, uh, weird, sort of, idea, sort of, weird yeah, concepts, like together, disconnected yeah. ideas. Like when you're sleep deprived, like mm. they just start all jumbling up, yeah, and then you start yeah. getting interesting connections. I actually think it's yeah, it's good to. I mean, it's a good time for premises, not necessarily a fully fledged. A fully era. fledged joke. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I definitely think that's true. Um, I just heard Sammy Shah was telling Laura, uh, Laura Davies were having that same discussion about sleep deprivation used to enhance creativity. I thought when I first felt more creative when I was super tired, I was so l- relieved to learn that other people felt that way. I found that was a weird connection. I go, that's one of those things I go, I felt, I thought I was the only one doing that. Hmm. I think it's fair. Me out. The premise thing is true because I don't, the comedy I do is mostly all punchlines, no premise. Like, I don't really say anything worthwhile. Um, so it's, it's useless comedy to me. Like, stuff that will just have and opinions. To me. <laughs> Like, <laughs> excuse me. One I've written several times, all of them very late at night. Some of them I don't remember. It was basically me feeling guilty after I had a sex dream about someone, but it's gotten to the point, like someone I know, like a friend. Right. And it's gotten to the point that within the dream, I'll remember that I feel guilty about it. So I'll try to, to like, just go to the movies and stuff. So I've had dreams that start off as sex dreams. And I decide <laughs> not to have sex. So, like, is it, it's, you're out. still having you- sex dreams about Nick? <laughs> but it's like foreplay or you're actually having sex and then you're like listen I have to go and then in the dream you just go to Captain America I mean I don't know about your, your sex dreams but mine are basically <laughs> more like like hey hey oh let's have sex yeah sex time like there's no foreplay like yeah, just yeah, yeah. cutting immediately to the bit that I would cut to in porn basically like there's no story or anything but in this case, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to have sex. Or we could go to the movies. Yeah, the movies. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but still in the same sort of like half hazy, like really breathy close to each other. You know, in like dreams, you just like, they're just a, a jump. I don't know about your sex dreams. Again, they're like a jumble of sexual parts because you're just cutting to the bits. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the like exciting it's not, parts. It's I not the, yeah. Oh, I like the sort of the titillation of like we're about to have sex. Like I have sex, sex dreams where there's a lot of that. Oh, okay. Of, yeah. I definitely do in yeah. real life. And I like story... The thing yeah. is, I like story and porn too. 
Oh, so I think it makes sense. Like, you go to the stuff that you're yeah, into. For some reason, whenever I have a sex dream, I'm always very much aware that it is a dream. <laughs> 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 like, I'm like, wait, why is this happening? Even oh, your- that's <laughs> right. <laughs> dream persona is just like, I couldn't get laid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Sometimes I have sex dreams where I feel guilty about um, cheating on my wife. Right, I feel guilt in the dream. Do you have to? No, I know you mean. Do you have to like pretend that like in your dream she has to die and then you have to wait like three years? And then <laughs> <laughs> long dream, long dream. No, no. And so then you're like, oh, it's okay now. I've, she like comes down from heaven and she's like, it's okay, Nick, move on. <laughs> you have no. to and, so and Nick, then you can so finally you... have sex with someone else, but you still feel guilty about it. So Nick, no. uh, you've never had a sex dream about your wife. Well, no, I have. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because I totally have, man. <laughs> Langer will be the assist, uh, Nick. Uh, or Tor, really? But I mean, one time she cheated me. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I once one time, uh, not, not like a sex dream. One time while jerking off, like I was like, I just can't finish. What the hell? And I was like, I had to convince myself. Like midway for the like jerking off, I, like I was like, oh, by the way, my girlfriend died. <laughs> <laughs> This is totally fine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I still couldn't finish because I was just reached, racked with guilt. <laughs> and grief. Just straight up grief. Yeah. I killed her. <laughs> Rory. Rory. <laughs> you know, I feel like I can do better than that, Joe. Let's try it again. <laughs> but my wife actually told me not... If- she dies. I can't remarry. I can't Ooh. be in another relationship. When's she planning on dying? No. So you're dreaming that you're killing her, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had- I think if you kill her, all bets are off at that point. Yeah. Like, like you've already broken whatever other trust you had. <laughs> you come out. All right. Well, I'm going to murder you, but yeah. I'll stay loyal. <laughs> I don't break promises. I'll, I'll fuck that corpse. I, yeah, I so. had a dream about uh, my girlfriend's fictional identical twin. <laughs> Which I suppose, like, ah, this is, I mean, I don't know why That's that, a, that cool. should feel more guilty, right? Because you don't sleep with their sister, but yeah, it's, it looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> Good dream logic, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. I think, I guess, I don't know. I think it was because, like, hey, she hasn't seen my moves yet, so I could, like, I know what she likes. Presuming they're identical Completely But like I could surprise her With all of my crazy Oh yeah, yeah. Well that's like You've already done all the testing Like yeah. you've practiced On the real On, on the real <laughs> yeah, version Yeah 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 the And then, now you can be like Yeah these are tried and tested moves For you particularly genetically <laughs> <laughs> That's how sex works right? Yeah it's right just, I'm pretty sure Yeah, yeah Every yeah. baby's born With different kinks <laughs> Yeah You just need to pl- Yeah you just need to Put it into a sequencer <laughs> and then it prints out with uh, just whichever different scenarios. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's why sometimes when a baby's born, instead of slapping him, sometimes they choke him just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it doing with the umbilical cord? It's a really kinky, baby. <laughs> so, hey, so when you have like sex dreams, are they in this case? Obviously, that's like the, mm. the girlfriend. But like, do you normally dream or fantasize about real people? Or fictionalized, like sort of archetypes or whatever. That's interesting. They're, uh, I think they're like they've got real. F- like it's basically I'm casting them in a f- fictional movie. But are so you casting them from your own experience in life? They'll be real people, but it won't be a real situation. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes, in fact, quite often, actually not so much anymore. But especially when I was growing up, um, it'll be historical, like just Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, kind of like. Now I think about it, kind of like how they portray. 
sex fantasies in sitcoms and stuff. You know, where they're like they're a nurse, or they yeah they they are like Abraham like Lincoln a World or War II and they just cast another yeah sitcom cast member in that dream. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah kind of like yeah. that. I maybe I was just ripping off sitcoms. Like, that's how sex dreams work. To be fair, the sex dreams are pretty much the only dreams I really remember. Like, like when I wake up, I don't really remember my dreams. Yours makes a lot of sense because every time I have a sex dream, like, Shanda's right there. And he's like, oh, <laughs> can I get any more sexy? And I'm like, Shanda, no, you cannot. <laughs> How often are you guys having sex dreams? Like, I'm like, I can't recall the last dream I had. Never in my life, and I'm one. so sad about it. Really? Never? I can't remember. Se- I jerk off where I go to bed every night. Uh, <laughs> not once in my life I feel like I've had a sex dream ever. I, I have sex... Oh, I have Isn't sex that dreams. like a wet dream? Don't you get like wet dreams when you're like a teenager and shit? I never got that. I've, yeah, I've never had a wet dream. Like when I was a teenager, everyone in my year, in like year seven, like they all were having wet dreams, right? And then... Not at the same time or anything. Uh, and like then people... Like like boys were coming to school and like bragging about it and being like... This is like you're in the shower and they're like, everyone's got pubes, even you, and you're like, oh, hey, Jazz, you had a wet dream? Yeah, I totally have. Oh, yeah? It is exactly that. <laughs> Shows <where> you come, <laughs> dickhead. <laughs> it's, all right. Yeah, it's mostly that. Um, but yeah, everyone was like, like coming to school being like, yeah, we've had wet dreams. Oh, we've had wet dreams. We're talking about wet dreams. Be like, oh, have you had a wet dream, Jess? And I would be like... And I didn't know what a wet dream was. And so I thought what they were bragging about was that they were peeing themselves. <laughs> and so then I was like, oh, yeah, I have. I, I piss on myself all the time. Is this why you tell that story about peeing yourself on mushrooms? <laughs> no, that was unrelated. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. so then I was like bragging about like, like just, just pissing my pants, which I wasn't even doing, just to like try and impress them. Didn't work. Oh, wow. I used to, uh, well, I but I've never had a wet dream. No, I mean, and it was way I was portrayed in like the what's happening to my body sort of. <laughs> good for you, man. You're yeah. to I piss myself it. all the time. <laughs> um, the way I was portrayed in the what's happening to my body sort of thing, it was like a, a, a guy in a very small bed, and like it's like a thunderstorm above it, which is very confusing of what happens. And so I thought, it was, yeah, it was like I think it's similar, like night sweats, because I'd seen that in movies, people waking up going, oh, oh, and they're all like. Sweaty and that sort of stuff. Oh yeah, that's sort of like a like a wet dream, like a bad dream. Right, you wake right. up bolt upright, and there's like a woman next to you. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, I don't. Well, I don't, think I don't I, yeah, I don't often have sex dreams, but if I can't fall asleep, then what relaxes me is fantasizing about people I've met in sexual scenarios. Yeah, that's like calms me down. That's interesting. That's like my meditation. Is yeah, that I just think about Nick's wife and mm. others. others. <laughs> also, others. other wives, other wives. <laughs> I um. I never had a wet dream before I um, before I was a little a teenager, like late nineteen or something. Because the reason I had it is because I went through a course. Uh, I was I went through a course. <laughs> you just studied to stop masturbation. I did a online Jesus course. It's called Setting oh, Captures Free. Oh wow! Free. They tried to cure you of masturbation. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. This is how you destroy the psyche of a man. This is why you are who you are now. <laughs> well, yes. I, well, okay. So I was I joined a church like a happy clappy Pentecostal church where it's like praise happy Jesus. clappy Pentecostal. And I, I, I speak spoken tongues. Shut up! Shut up! You feel the whole. That sounds like you're. That sounds racist. like. <laughs> that sounds like a racist stereotype. That sounds like the lyrics to "Shut up your face." What's matter? Shut up your face. You're in church and you're like you feel the Holy Spirit. You can start speaking in tongues. You know. Shut up! Shut up! And just hold your hand over someone's head and just pray over them. Shut up! Is it a church or a synagogue? What is? You just making that shit up? 
that's I, like everyone in church started doing it. And I was like, you only do it when you feel the Holy Spirit. So I was waiting for ages and I finally got the Holy Spirit and I felt it. I did that, right? And it felt so weird as stuff, but then you just get used to it. It feels so natural. But then I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shocked. This is insane. Oh my God. Uh, and, and doing that made you feel like jerking off less. Sorry. <laughs> 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 no, sorry. <laughs> Well, <laughs> so, it, it actually did. I'll tell you why. Because, okay, all right. So, Rory, all you need to do is start speaking in tongues, and then you too can come in your pants while sleeping. You know, Nick. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I don't know if I can tell a joke because that's that's like super sad. No, no. It's not but it's not finished yet. So, I just oh, wanna... it's not finished. That's no, no. More. So, so you, you took a fucking online tape course for no, church. No. But I so I started to become really Christian. I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. So then, amongst, how old are amongst you? other things, how right. old are you? I was 19. Wow. Okay. I was 19. Um, <laughs> I, still, I still have a song sad. That's, yeah, that's also that's Hi the on. story of a less sad thing. Hey, did you did you say it was an online course? Yeah. So but then why'd you have to go to church? No, but I, I started going to church. I started getting the Holy Spirit, and then I felt, felt guilty about masturbating. Right, I felt because you can't, you can't have any sex or any sexual right, acts right. before. So then, before me what? and my girlfriend before se- uh, marriage. So me and my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> we Rory is literally dying with laughter right now. By the way, I, go on. I wanted to be a man of God. I. Oh, you actually wanted to like be a priest? No, no, no. I just wanted to like live a, <laughs> a good life. <laughs> you, wanted to, you wanted to be a good enough man for God. That's why you did all this. You're like, I gotta be yeah. good for Him. <laughs> I gotta be a perfect wife. That's one of the tongue training as well, wasn't it? <laughs> well, okay. So you're just, you're just working up to get filled by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So then I go. So then I googled and I found this course online that helps you stop masturbating. Okay, it's called Setting Captives Free. So I s- <laughs> so it was the opposite. Trapping, yeah. Yeah. More I would trapping put the captive the inside. I think really. Like, just you're you're you're, you're you're a captive. You're an evil like masturbating person, right? I felt guilty, so I joined this course up. And what they did is they gave me a mentor. I got a real life person as a mentor. Okay, like a webcam so, girl. No, <laughs> and as Word part of God. No, it, 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 so sad. It was a forty-year-old man or forty-five-year-old man around oh, fifty. Dude. Nick, you have to Was he like Nick? Nick you have to show me how you talk about your cum. <laughs> so he he was a Christian guy, and, and as part of the thing, right? He used to masturbate a lot. And he stopped masturbating as well. So he did this. And now he mentors other kids to stop masturbating. Oh, and what? So- is he what married? If, yeah, he, well, he is. That's right. And one of the things that he does to build a mentor-mentee relationship with me is he tells me his story. He tells me his story about <laughs> how jerking off ruined his life. So he tells me this deep personal story that like, I used to be like you. Okay, I feel like what so he, I remember his story, right? But just before you say that, I feel like part of like the, the work that you guys did together is that he was like, "All right, let me show you about this thing called edging," and then. <laughs> <laughs> and then the two of you would sit there and just jerk off. All right, they don't come. They don't come. If you want to be a godly man. <laughs> Is that what it was? No. It was, tell, me, tell me his story for you. Nick, it was Nick, nothing like that. When, when he was like, I used to be just like you, was he like, come on, do it one more time. Just, <laughs> just make this old man happy. Let me watch. So, so I had, How does God feel about pre-com? No, God doesn't like pre-before marriage. It's in the scriptures. <laughs> but 
basically, I had to read Bible passages. I had to read, I had to pray about, like, they read those passages, they'll say about God, I had to pray, read, like, everything. And then I had to have this relationship with this mentor. And his story, he tells me how he used to be like me, right? He said he used to masturbate all the time. He used to stop having sex with his wife, start masturbating, masturbating. Masturbating is so bad that one day his wife caught him masturbating, okay? <gasps> she caught him. And she, then what she made him do is made him sit down in front of his kids, in front of his, his and cut. And jerk off. <laughs> you see what he's been doing? You see? He's not a godly man. You're going to be godly children. Look at him. He's getting rid of kids left and right. Let me show you about edging. All right, so go on. This could have been you. <laughs> this could have been your little brother. So... He had to sit down in front of his kids. I think it was like 12, 13. And he had to tell his kids what he had done. Oh. He, he had to tell his kids that he was masturbating. He had to confess to his children. Imagine being that his, kid. His wife. My dad's a social worker. Okay. <laughs> that dad's a sociopath. Yeah. Like, that's fucking crazy. It's the wife. This well, the wife, sounds like yeah. the church ruined his life. Waking was fine. <laughs> so, so what, wait, what was, so he told the kids yep. that he was jerked off? And what and was then, the kids' reactions? Well, well he, you could jerk off. Amazing. Let's try that. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably like, what the fuck? you mean like you have to explain it you might have to show me a photo or something like they wouldn't know like how old are those kids like 12 13 it's like why are you telling me this you know yeah well, i don't need to know that information dad like so he after that that was a like the point in his life where masturbation just came to a crux you know and it ruined his life and that's when he changed he started praying he started thinking he hasn't masturbated for for years all right Definitely. this guy we've got you know alcohol's anonymous you got how long before you uh, had alcoholic drink in this course you, you tell you know how long you've jerked off for okay that's a thing how long you've masturbated for so he's my mentor he tells me his story and then i had to read scriptures every day and whenever i jerked off i had to confess to him i had to email him I gotta ask, Nick, I gotta ask, what was this website? <laughs> <laughs> what, what website did you get this fucking online course from? And I need the, the most it? important part. What was like the blah, 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 dot what? Like, was it dot com? <laughs> dot net? Dot org. Yeah, setting captives free dot something. It's probably dot org. I think it was fucking like dot bitcoin or something some fucking some weird bullshit like it was like a i feel like i feel like it was boy cum stories.com <laughs> yeah yeah and every like every confession you sent to him just got uploaded to the website <laughs> and it's like a subscription-based service and this guy's raking the money in and he's got a bunch of boys that he's like mentoring but it's all just a business now did you know so, your name or did you just have to call him like no. big papa 69 <laughs> <laughs> Hang <laughs> on, Nick. Was this before or after the Lobster Factory? <laughs> <laughs> this was like after the Lobster Factory. Like I'm still with my. Oh, is that okay. why you were so good at ripping the heads off him? Because you were like just so angry for not masturbating. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, and I had to. He had to tell me what, how I did it, how the circumstances arose, when I had to go into detail, and it was like, what were you wearing? <laughs> and I felt like guilt I felt extreme guilt When I did it Because I was so uh, This is a sin you know So then he'll tell me Not to do it again What was What was the subject line In the emails That you would send him uh, Look I, I Something like I backslid <laughs> No It was like I sinned I sinned today I was thinking and about <laughs> I Always used to be <laughs> no. oh, Inbox full 
Did you send him letters like that? You're like, just a ride. I'm like, dear penthouse, you wouldn't believe what happened to me. I jacked off again. The end. But it would always be something dumb. Like I, I start. I'll just get a little bit horny. I'll tell him. Just get a little bit aroused. And I just went and had a look at some pictures of girls in bathing suits. And then I, it, I spent hours just like tossing anyway, like not tossing, like with my consciousness, you know, trying to stop myself and no, go no, back. No, no, you were right the first fighting, time. <laughs> fighting it. And then finally, after like an hour of fighting, I just go fuck it. I'm just going to do it right. And, it, and then I felt guilty after I emailed him. And I was doing this for my girlfriend because we wanted to get married. She got me into the Christian church and all that kind of stuff. And then it got to the point where I didn't jerk off for three months, like a long time. And that's when I started. After a couple of months, I started having wet dreams. And that's when I had my first wet dreams. And wet dreams are so awesome. <laughs> they are the best. <laughs> Nick, Nick, I gotta ask. That's how I came. Like, you're allowed to have a wet dream because it's, it's involuntary. So I'll just have these dreams of me fucking just beautiful sex. Then our orgasm is just magical and I could just feel the orgasm. <laughs> and then I'll just wake up in, in you know, in an abandoned field. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> things in a different way and God knows it ain't his It sure ain't no surprise We're living on the Totally fucked up is that, right? Like, like if you, it, I know it's like a hackneyed subject at this point, but obviously religion is insane and and does a lot of bad things. But how do you put like a teenage boy who's following his natural urge to to eject the poison from his body uh, through an orifice, uh, and then and then be like, like set him up with like a forty five year old man uh, who who. Also, who has now got like a track history of 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 explaining uh, the details of his own sexual congress to to, to tiny babies people, um, and, and be like, okay, cool. Now right, you got to hang out with this guy. You got to meet up with him. You got to talk explicitly about about yourself jerking off, uh, about the scenarios that have led to it. Uh, it's just it's just uh, it's ludicrous. It is a ludicrous ludicrous thing. Uh, but I think it made for a pretty entertaining podcast. Uh, thank you again for, for, for tuning in. Um, tweet us, tweet us at, at Brief Hideous uh, on, on Twitter. Let us know what you think of the, uh, the episode. Um, and, you know, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. That's, that's the podcast for this week. Uh, and, uh, yes, follow me uh, at, at Infinite Jez. Uh, on all the all the various uh, social medias, um, guys, uh, you you're you're awesome for listening, and thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, we're uh, we, we I, I think the podcast is good. I think it's a good podcast, and I would like more people to know about it. So if you enjoyed it, tell a friend. And if you didn't, uh, you know, then I'm I'm assuming you're not you're not listening currently. Uh, you you know that's that's fine. Uh, whatever, bro. Fucking whatever. Whatever, bro. Anyway, uh, that that has been uh, the episode. Um, have a good week, and 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 we'll uh, we'll catch you next Monday. Um, peace out, motherfuckers. Yeah.
bone machine.